You've come to the right place. If you're a course creator looking to build more impact, income, and freedom, LMS Cast is the number one podcast for course creators just like you. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I'm the co-founder of the most powerful tool for building, selling, and protecting engaging online courses called Lifter LMS. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. I'm joined by a special guest, Will Middleton. He's from WPCourseGuide.com. Will's a Lifter LMS expert. He is an Elementor expert. Uh, he's been around WordPress for a bit here, and he has a freelance business where he helps clients with Lifter LMS sites. He's also been a big part of the Lifter LMS team, helping out uh, with some of the podcast pr- podcast production. So he's actually listened to a lot of the episodes here. And uh, yeah, but before we go more into the many amazing talents of Will, welcome to the show, Will. Yeah, thanks for inviting me on. Yeah, I'm excited to get into a conversation with you. Um, You have lots of talents, but one of the things that is, I think, really interesting is your age. You got into, uh, you know, working... uh, uh, for hire for uh, WordPress work and other kinds of tech and media work at age 15. Can you tell us a little bit about that? For sure, yeah. So I first got started actually with Lifter LMS when I was uh, 15. Uh, Chris invited me to do some, uh, like a test to see if I could do well with writing the copy for the LMS cast, the actual podcast uh, we're on now, and just kind of transcribing things and, and writing out the body and, and all that. And then from there, I learned a little bit about WordPress, built my first WordPress website, actually with Lifter LMS being my introduction to WordPress, and then have expanded out from there into Elementor and other tools. I think your WordPress story is really fascinating. You kind of remind uh, me of me a little bit in that I realized I'm, I, I can do all right with design. I'm not a developer really, but you know, I can use these tools and especially now with page builders and whatnot, I can put together some pretty awesome stuff. And you just kind of, I've watched you go on this journey of like learning WordPress, learning page builders, learning other plugins. Um, like what's it been like, let's say when you first started versus now you're like a power user in uh, three years or whatever. Like how has that journey been? Yeah, I think it's been a lot of the same same type of thing. When I first got started and now, it's all about, for me, asking questions about what can I do with the tools. Uh, for example, when learning Lifter or learning any tool, really, I would just ask, how could I reach this specific goal? Or I'd have clients ask a question like, can we do this? And I'd figure out a way to do it with Lifter LMS or how. It's pretty much myself asking a question and then figuring out the answer to that question and that's kind of been my journey and I still do the same thing now uh, when learning a new tool or even when a new lifter feature is released or a new setup is proposed like can I do this with lifter I'll just kind of approach it on a, a question basis like how could we have like a redirect after an access plan or something like that and just addressing the question framing questions and addressing them that's cool so where where do you go to learn like Google, YouTube, uh, like what? How do you learn or just pull up the tools and just start seeing what you can do? Like what's your learning style? It's kind of a bit of everything. Mostly it's pulling up the tools and seeing what I can do. And naturally as I try and explore what I can do with Lifter and other tools, I'll learn about specific features of those tools. 
And sometimes it's referring to something like YouTube or Google if I don't know how to do something or I'm working with a new tool, like maybe how could I change the margins on maybe like the Avada theme builder is one I've been working on a little bit that I don't know too much about. So I'll just Google something small, but figuring out how to phrase the question is a huge part of figuring out the problems, um, like figuring out exactly what you're trying to do. So um, really I'll consult anywhere, but uh, framing the question really helps figure out how to solve it for me. You come off to me as having a really healthy level of confidence. Where does the confidence come from? Because you have to like to go into the unknown, not knowing the answer confidently, like I'll figure it out or working with clients. I mean, they, you may be confident in your ability to solve the problem, even if you can't answer immediately on the call. This is exactly how we're going to build that whatever out. Where does your this confidence come from? I guess from a young age, I've been in programs like uh, 4-H and, and Cub Scouts and in um, karate, like some of those programs that like help you kind of build that confidence. And as far as my confidence inside of WordPress and through my like experts journey, I would always say things accurately. Like some people will overpromise when they're talking to a client. I'll try to take the mindset of, I'm not sure if we can do that, but let me look into that. Or I think we can accomplish it this way. I'll look into it and get back to you more. So I don't overpromise. And that was a big thing helping me learn is just not overpromising what I can do, but just saying what I know how to do and what I think might be a solution. So that's kind of how I can approach talking to clients confidently, even if I don't know if what they're talking about can be done. Yeah, that, I love that. You're not overpromising or overcommitting, but you're like, I can figure it out. Trust me, I'm confident in myself. That's that's cool. What um, I've seen you work with clients in all kinds of different ways. Like, some clients just want to learn uh, how to do something, and they want like a high touch help, or maybe they want you to do it once and then show them. Some people just don't want to touch it. They don't want to log in. <laughs> they're they're just like. What are some of the different just general client personality types or operating styles that you've come in contact with? Yeah, the main types of clients I've come into contact with have been the people who want to do it themselves. And they're interested in me teaching them WordPress. That often comes in the form of hopping on a Zoom meeting like this and sharing screens. And I'll talk them through things, or if they want to shoot me logins, I can share my screen and kind of go through things. So the people who want to hop on live and share screen and learn kind of what I'm doing. And then there's people who want to just pass it over to me and say, here, can you build the website and then manage it for me? Or sometimes people will want me to build the website and then teach them how to use it. So people have different, uh, all my clients have had different kind of levels of engagement and what they're looking for. Um, but it has been a lot of hopping on Zoom and teaching people how to do things and kind of walking through. And that's kind of when I started doing tutorials like that, doing the live help with people, uh, help me figure out what to address when doing like tutorials and things like that for YouTube. How would you describe your perfect client? Like if somebody's uh, listening to this or watching this on YouTube, like what's a really good fit for you in terms of what are, what are they up to? What are they trying to accomplish? For sure, yeah, I can help all sorts of people, but I think the the client I'm really figuring out that I work well with is people who do want to learn to do it themselves and setting up um, like one hour meetings and are interested in learning different tools uh, like Lifter Elementor and, and navigating through WordPress. So my ideal client at the moment is people who want to learn WordPress or learn more about a specific tool and just want to hop on live on a call with me and either have me walk through it or talk them through it. 
That's awesome. Well, before we get into the website tools, you're also a prolific video maker and uh, have dove into YouTube, which is awesome. That's some, I'm, I'm kind of a hobby YouTubist myself, uh, YouTuber. And uh, I think we've both done at some point a, like a 30 day daily video challenge or something. Uh, yeah. But like what's, uh, I mean, definitely making video, editing video, publishing video, marketing video these are all very important skill sets i believe going forward what's your relationship with youtube and video making like how is that evolving for you yeah so when i first got started making videos like i've made videos in school and whatnot um, for school projects so i generally understood video editing tools and then a couple of years back i built a, a boy scouts course and so i got a little more course video experience there but that wasn't that was sort of diving into like teaching people things in the tutorial space. But I think in 2018, yeah, I think it was January 2018. I did one or it was sometime back. I did one video on how to use Lifter Elements with Elementor, just how to answer the integration, because I was seeing that question all the time. It's a very simple thing. You just go into the Elementor settings and enable for you can use Elementor on courses. But I did that one video. And I got a lot of views on that. So I, that kind of formed my philosophy for videos of forming tutorials around questions people are asking. And then one year, I think it was 2019, like my new year's resolution was to make a video a day for as long as I could. And so I was able to do it for like three and a half months. And then I kind of ran out of oh, wow. burning questions to answer. So that was like my, um, my saga. And I built up my whole uh, YouTube channel that way and then have been doing like, the occasional video on how to do various things i'm a big fan of video and if you can do daily video especially tutorial where you're just cracking open a website or you know doing your thing what you do every day anyways it just happens to be recorded and you're there's an imaginary person around that you're teaching what tips do you have for like just doing daily video and not making a big deal out of it and just getting it done and having fun and not overcomplicating it yeah for sure so what i did with my uh, streak of making videos was I wouldn't always record one video a day. I would just make a list and these videos were about two to five minutes tutorials. So they're, they're nothing too big, um, just how to answer this one question and, or change this one setting. So the easiest thing to do is to set one day a week aside or just one day, whenever you have time and make as many videos as you can and produce those. And then, throughout the week you just publish one a day even though you recorded all of them maybe once a week so you recorded seven in one day and then just publish them out that way that's a good tool i believe they call that uh batch processing yes that's that's a, that's a good pro tip well let's talk about um the tools like what's if you're going to build a site with lifter and you're going to use a page builder um like what's your go-to essential plugins and just tech stack yeah, so my tech stack with Lifter LMS is the Astro theme, Astro Pro, and Elementor. And then there's all sorts of tools you can use from there. But Elementor is my go-to page builder. And that question comes up a lot, what's the best page builder? And there's not really one best page builder. It's just whatever one works for you. I like to compare it to like car brands. There's not necessarily the best one, even though everyone has their own opinion on what's the best. It's really just about what works for you. And so what I find works for me and most of my clients is Astra, Elementor, and Lifter. The trifecta there works pretty well together. But 
if you're super new to WordPress and are not interested in diving into a page builder where you can customize everything and you want to keep it a little more simple, the WordPress editor just out of the box can create beautiful websites. Like I know you've been creating a lot of demo sites with just the WordPress editor and Astra, and those sites can look pretty great. Um, so you don't always need to go with a page builder, but Elementor and Astra are my go-to stack. That's awesome. And you have a page on your website. Um, there's a link on your menu. This is over at wpcourseguide.com. Free how-to video. Um, <laughs> you've got a YouTube video where it's a, an epic video, I call it, where you, I think it's four hours where you build, you go from zero to hero of a website with no <laughs> steps skipped. And you're, it's more of a, um, uh, like a more f like fancy website with a lot of tools and functionality. It's um, still no custom coding or anything, just using off the shelf tools, configuring um, to have like a really advanced website. Um, tell us about Lifter Elements. I know that's part of what's in that video tutorial. What does Lifter Elements add to Lifter plus Elementor? Yeah, uh, that Lifter Elements allows you to integrate Lifter Elements and Elementor in a pretty neat way where you can take the Lifter Elements default content and put it in Elementor so you can style things up like you can in Elementor with the Lifter Elements pieces. You can, with just Lifter Elements, without Lifter Elements, you can enable Elementor on each individual lesson and customize each lesson individually. But that takes a lot of time, especially if you have a lot of lessons. And then if you want to change something later, you have to go through each lesson and make the change in every one of your lessons. What Lifter Elements really does well is it lets you use templates on lessons. So you only have to make the change in one place and it will affect all of your lessons. It's kind of like using Elementor to make styling that all of your lessons follow. Can and you describe in a little more detail like what templating is if somebody's not yeah. really aware of it? Like what are some ex more examples and how does it work? Yeah, so when you create a page in WordPress normally, it's just one page you're working on with Elementor. You're just styling that one page. You put an image here and it's going to affect only the one page. But what a template is, is it something that will affect all of that type of thing. So for example, a blog post, it would affect all blog posts. If you created a template that said, take the title for the blog post and put it here, style it with a 20 pixel font and this specific font style. And all of your blog posts will follow that template. And you could say, take the featured image for the blog post and put it under the title. And all of the blog posts will take that instruction and follow that style guide. And the same would it work for lessons. So take the lesson title and put it here. Take the lesson video, put it here, and the lesson content goes here. That way, you can just fill out the fields on the back end of WordPress, and it makes it super easy um, to just automatically pull in that information if you're using a template. That's awesome. Well, Will's at wpcourseguide.com and he's got something special for you over at wpcourseguide.com forward slash lifter. What's over there for the people? Yeah, so I built out a, a course and that'll be live by the time this episode goes live. It's a $99 course on how to use Lifter LMS Elementor and Lifter Elements and a few other tools to build a website from scratch. Uh, we covered the whole process step by step. And there's also templates included with that. Um, if you just want to take my templates and skip right to the end, you can just download the templates, upload them to your website, and you'll be done. Or if you want to follow along with the course and build it out yourself and learn each of the pieces, uh, you can do that as well. That's awesome. And well, thanks, thanks for putting that together. Go ahead. And, and at the 
wpcourseguide.com forward slash lifter, you'll get a 50% off deal for LMS cast listeners um, for 50% off that, that course there. But it's normally $100. That's awesome. Well, thanks for that. Um, if somebody's considering becoming a lifter LMS expert, like at what point, you know, you you felt comfortable hanging your shingle and, and taking on some client work? Like what, what do you think needs to happen for somebody to be ready? Like I see some people kind of go too early and I see some people like wait, way too late when they, there's all these people they could help if they just, uh, you know, were, were ready, open to it. Like what, what do you think needs to be in place before you can really serve a client well? I don't think there's that much that needs to be in place before you can serve a client. Well, you just need to know what you can do and what you're willing to do. When I first got started, I didn't know a whole lot about Lifter. I built one course website. I knew how to build courses and some of the general settings, but I didn't know a lot of details about it. And that's where I was really framing things up as, I'm not sure if we can do that. Like when I'm talking to a client live, I'd say, I'm not sure if we can do that, but I'll note it down, figure out how we can do that, what tools we would need to create that setup and I'll get back to you. Um, just kind of being honest about where you're at and what you know will really help you frame what you can offer clients. And I first got started doing the copywriting work. It wasn't even WordPress work, but it had to do with WordPress. And that's how I learned. So if you're not fully comfortable teaching people WordPress yet, maybe you could offer quality assurance testing or uh, user experience testing. So you go through their program and you can kind of teach whatever you know. And as you learn, I, or as I learned, I was teaching as I was learning. That's so awesome. that's kind of how I got started with Lifter Experts. How about getting started with a YouTube channel? Like what advice do you have? I mean, YouTube is one of my favorite recommendations for especially an expert in whatever niche to mm -hmm. start building an audience and uh, giving away some value for free, practice being on camera and everything else. Like what tips do you have if somebody's going to start their first YouTube channel? Yeah, I would say just like there's, there's many things people can get hung up on with creating a YouTube channel. One of the things is the quality of your content. If you're a little bit anxious about the quality or like, I don't know if this is good enough, it's not as good as this other YouTuber who's been doing it for years. Um, for me, I just, it's about the quality of the results you deliver rather than the quality of your production. The quality of the production is going to be much less important than the, the results you get people. So I would get started with just answering people's questions. Uh, things, if, you, if you're spending time in Facebook and or wherever you are, wherever you work, if there's a question you see asked a lot, uh, you can create a YouTube video about how to solve that problem or answer the question. And that's kind of how I would get started is just creating videos, answering questions, and then uh, seeing how people respond to it from there. I, once you get a little more advanced in YouTube, just for a more advanced user, they start getting into like thumbnail art and you hear these things like the thumbnail, which is the little picture that's on the video and you press play and then it starts that picture. Yeah. Apparently is really important for like getting clicks or getting people interested in your video. What advice do you have for people who want to level up their game of thumbnails? If you don't do anything, it'll just pick like the beginning, middle or end like a frame from your video. but. <laughs> What do you, I saw you having fun with thumbnails. So tell us what you did. For sure. So I use Google PowerPoint as like a photo editing tool. So what I would do is I would put together the elements in PowerPoint and then take a screenshot and that would be like my thumbnail. So you don't have to know how to use very advanced tools in order to make um, pretty great looking thumbnails. 
And what I would do is generally like take inspiration from what the uh, people who do really well on YouTube are doing, where like your recommendation was having faces in the thumbnail. So I went to this free online tool that lets you cut out pictures and I would cut out a few different pictures of myself and I would drag those into my backgrounds and then just take the Google presentation text and write out the title of my video or write out um, a shortened version of the title of my video. And then just colors and kind of have fun with it. Um, but yeah, kind of going off of what the successful people do is what I am kind of working with. Yeah, I think, I mean, if you pay attention to your own behavior when you're on YouTube, you can see what draws your eye <laughs> and like what like you want to click on and you can kind of model that. Sure. Um, podcasting is another great way for course creators to get uh, influence, um, practice teaching and connect with other people in their industry and surface ideas, add value to their community. Um, what's you, you've helped with this podcast, LMS cast, you help with this, the post-production and, uh, writing the blog post that comes with it. Um, yeah. well, tell, tell us about that. Like if somebody's thinking about getting into a podcast, you know, let's say they've gotten over it, they can record it, but they're a little worried about all the other stuff that happens. I mean, creating the post for the podcast, what do you do? Like, what's your process? Yeah, my process is I receive the transcript from Rev. Lifter has it transcribed through Rev, and then I receive the transcript. And then we'll read through the transcript, highlight important parts, and then take those and turn that into the body and just kind of summarize what the episode's about. And if you're first getting started with a podcast, you can always just work with the video. If like The most important step is to get started. And if focusing on getting the whole body and building out everything perfectly and getting perfect SEO is holding you back, I would just publish the video. You can always yep. come back later and add the text to it. But if that's something that's really holding you back, I would just go ahead with the video. But then adding the, the individual pieces from there, like just adding the transcript. Like I think Rev is like a dollar a minute. Yep. And if you just get your episode transcribed and you add the transcript to your post, that's gonna add a lot of SEO for your blog post. And then just adding pieces individually from there. With the LMS cast at this point, there's, the transcript on each post there's the blog post the body the summary and then the meta description is something i write as well for seo if you're using yoast seo that's a popular wordpress tool for seo you just paste in your meta description and that's what will appear in search results for google uh, right under your link and then i also do an itunes summary the lms cast is also published on itunes so there's a different summary than the blog post that goes up there and then a few tweets I write out that tweets that go out about the LMS cast episode and then the social sharing summary, which goes out in a few social posts. So that's a lot to the stack and I'm sure Lifter has evolved that over time. Um, but if you're just getting started, writing a summary of your episode with the most important pieces and the transcript is huge for your SEO. What are some of the things just in handling all this information, like hundreds of episodes, what are some, um, either aha moments that you've seen uh, as a course creator yourself uh, that you gleaned from the, some one of the episodes or a, a, and also recurring trends you see come up over and over again that must be pretty important from the guests and what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. I've kind of been reflecting some of that in what I've been saying because um, that was a big part of my learning experience. Just writing the copy for the LMS guests has helped me learn a lot but um, it's a great resource. And some of the most popular things that come up is just 
publish content and get out there. That is probably one of the largest themes. A lot of course creators get hung up at various points along the way. And sometimes it's like right at the finish line where they have their course published, but then they don't know how to do the marketing for it. Just getting out there and talking to people and putting your content in front of people and getting feedback as fast as possible is one of the largest tips that um, most recurring things I've seen. What's uh, one of your favorite episodes? So if somebody's listening to this right now and you've, you've kind of, I mean, you're probably, there's only a few people that like know the episodes as well as you and I do. And I know we have some fans listening and watching who may know as, as well, but like what are some other standout episodes that you really enjoyed? Yeah, let me, um, let me think about that. I think, yeah, sometimes there are some episodes that just really, really stand out. Um, with with a whole lot of tips in there, um, I think Nick Usborne had a pretty good episode with a lot of tips in there around marketing and writing copy for your course program. Yeah, Nick Usborne had a um, conversational copywriting is kind of his thing, and we he he had a a great episode. And I think. Yeah, like what I, what I do is I'll, I'll glean the tips from them. And some some episodes will just have like one killer tip, and yeah. th- that's totally worth the value of the episode, worth the um, the price of admission. And then, do you, do you remember the one that was like how to do X without Y, whatever that was? Was that from Nick or was that somebody else? I think that was from somebody else. Um, what, Regardless of who it was, what was the statement? It was like a, a titling or copywriting thing. What was it? Yeah, it was about how to frame your ads for like Facebook and how to make a simple sentence that's a great... That might have been Justin Wise. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was Justin. It was how to... Do, oh, yeah, I can't remember exactly. It's like how to do X without Y so you can Z. Z. There were three variables. Yeah. He had them arranged. <laughs> I got the episode. Um, but that, that was a great tip. Um, yeah, and I think Tom Liebelt might have had a pretty great episode too. Um, but yeah, there, there's a few of them that, that are just um, super tip-packed, but then there are those ones that are um, that just have one killer tip and it's totally made a great episode based on talking about that one tip. That's awesome. Well, tell us more about, um, like, <clears throat> once you get really proficient, one of the things I think you can help people with is the first time they build their site, it may take a long time, but then once you get good at it, you can get pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what are some advice, what's some advice you have for people who are building sites with Lifter LMS, Elementor to like help them speed up and not get in the weeds? Like where do people, where do you see people get stuck the most? Yeah, I see people get stuck the most when they dive into a lot of tools, like maybe they have installed multiple tools in their website that they don't know how to use. So if you were to install like Elementor and you've never worked with WordPress before, that might not be the best place to start. Like if you first learn WordPress and kind of understand how pages and posts work and how WordPress displays information, and then you might get into a page builder where you begin to understand that a page builder can overwrite the content on this page and display it in a more stylized way with more options. I think that's a great point. I just want to park on it a second. Like if somebody's going to go launch your first course, first WordPress, first lifter site, I think my advice, and I think you'd agree is that 
go ahead and launch it with WordPress and Lifter. You can always make a fancy sales page with a page builder later. Like it's not, it's better to go to market and start, you know, getting students enrolled. And then, you know, it, it's, I like to say a launch is a process, not an event. So, I mean, yes, you launch it the first time, but if done is better than perfect for in a lot of cases. Oh yeah, for sure. Done is definitely better than perfect. And unless you're following along with like a tutorial, like even if you watch like the four hour video on YouTube or the, um, the course I have at, WP course guide there, it, you still kind of are going to want to review that content again and go through it and it kind of go through it and make sure you understand it. But you're still to some degree getting hung up on the tech. If you, if you can make your course program work with just WordPress out of the box, then done is definitely better than perfect. And getting students in there and taking your program, you can always optimize later. I think that's a great point. So what are some of the uh, advanced tools like for the power user out there? What, are there any other like Elementor add-ons or other other plugins that are more advanced, but you like in in your case? Yeah, there's typically with the Elementor add-on packs. There's like Ultimate add-ons, Essential add-ons, Happy add-ons, all sorts of um, information to overwhelm you. But what most people will be looking for is that there's one piece in Elementor that they want. In Elementor, it's broken down into widgets, so you can drag like a text widget or an audio widget. And these add-on packs come with more different types of widgets, like dynamic audio might have more style options for your audio player, things like that. It mostly comes out of a pain point is what I recommend for add-ons. Like if there's something you're personally finding missing in Elementor and you can find an add-on pack that has that feature, then I would recommend going for that add-on pack. But I would definitely not recommend just buying all of them and throwing them on the site um, because that'll often lead to overwhelm. What's your approach to designing like before you have content or like do you stick lorem ipsum text in there or like or do you try to get if you're going to do a site do you try to get the content first or you're just constantly going back and forth a little bit of design a little bit of content like how do you approach the challenge of content and design Yeah I'll typically work with clients who um, are trying to model a specific type of program maybe they have like a specific website they like, or they're doing a migration from a different LMS, then I can kind of form the pages and they'll go in there and change up the content or send me the content to change it up for them. So typically I'll recommend finding a website you like and we'll model your website after that. Or if you find two websites you like, we can kind of merge the two design types together. And that allows the clients to, my clients to really figure out what they're looking for and put their content in ahead of time, like in their mind, they can kind of change out, what do I want to do here? And, and I'll model after that website and then we can tweak it from there. For the clients you've worked with that have less left a hosted LMS like um, Kajabi or Thinkific or Teachable or something like that, what brings them to WordPress? What do they want? And what do you help them get to over on the WordPress side? Yeah, the biggest thing I help them get to is the, the people who are doing migrations are mostly already validated. And this is a point brought up on the LMS cast a lot. That it's great to validate on a hosted LMS and then switch over to a self-hosted LMS like Lifter. And for the switchers, it's they're mostly already validated. So they're looking for more freedom. And that would be no profit sharing since as the self-hosted LMS owner, they own all their content and 
um, 100% of the profits in most cases. And then they're also looking for a little bit of design, but mostly it's for the bottom line. Mostly it's for the um, cutting out the, uh, the middleman of the hosted LMS. But then there is also design perks as you can totally customize anything uh, with awesome. page builder. That's awesome. So if people are going to go watch your, your four hour video, like what can you tell us, take us on a tour? Like if somebody's thinking about getting on the train, what can they expect to get out of that video, which is over on wpcourseguide.com and then look for the free how to video link. Yeah. So that four hour video, um, was something that you had asked me to, to put together and see if we could make it happen like an epic video using all the tools we can kind of jam into one site and one video there. So if you're interested in checking that out, um, what you can look for is from a blank WordPress install to a customized Elementor website using WooCommerce and Cartflows and kind of all the tools. I would definitely recommend checking it out on YouTube. And in the video description there, we have timestamps. So you can actually skip around if you know Lifter LMS and you know WooCommerce, but you don't know Cartflows, there's a Cartflows section. So you can just skip to the Cartflows section and see how I integrate those. But if you're interested in learning about WordPress and really diving deep into the tech, um, just sitting back and watching the video is something you can do as well and seeing how it all comes together. That's awesome. And also go check out wpcourseguide.com forward slash Lifter. Will's got a a, a training course over there showing you how to do what he does in Elementor and he's got a discount for you available. So go check that out. How else can the good people of the internet connect with you, Will? I think uh, wpcourseguide.com is the best way. I'm also on YouTube. And if you're in the Lifter LMS space, you'll probably see me pop up somewhere in Facebook group or in Mastermind. Um, and yeah, so just wpcourseguide.com. And if you have any questions for me, feel free to get in touch via the contact form there. That's awesome. Yeah. So go check out that website. Definitely subscribe to Will's YouTube channel. It's called WP Course Guide. And um, it's just a good channel just to be in the loop because Will's always pumping out. Uh, there's He's got a lot of good videos uh, around Elementor, around Lifter LMS, around WordPress. So, uh, and I like, you do a lot of, most of what Will does is not episodic moving length. It's short, it's problem focused. So subscribe. And if you see a problem come across that he's solving, like, oh, I always wondered how to do that. That's, that's what I love about your YouTube channel. And it's really helpful, especially for course creators. So, Will, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for all the work you do in the Lifter LMS community and all the educational content you've put out there as well. We really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, head on over to wpcourseguide.com forward slash lifter. And that's a wrap for this episode of LMS Cast. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I hope you enjoyed the show. This show was brought to you by Lifter LMS, the number one tool for creating, selling, and protecting engaging online courses to help you get more revenue, freedom, and impact in your life. Head on over to lifterlms.com and get the best gear for your course creator journey. Let's build the most engaging results getting courses on the internet.